Hey, Starting Nine listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. We're live We're in Denver. It's the All-Star Game. Uh, we were trying to figure out before we started, when's the last time we did a, a podcast sitting next to each other? A long time ago. Was, it the, ago. Uh, was winter, it the winter meetings? You said winter meetings. San Diego? I felt like it was the time I was oh, getting... I, I spring felt, training. When? Right before the world ended. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. 2020. That's, yes, bus. We only did half. Mini interviews yeah. on the bus. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Ooh. Man. I think you know where my favorite is. The Yelly dinner one? Oh, no. The lost episode? The, 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 the lost hour episode? The lost Yelly interview that everyone asked for and got a year and a half later? It was kicking it on the couch with Amir and his uncle. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Gio Gonzalez? Gio was great. That was a great one. Thank you, Gio, for the cleats and uh, for the shower shoes that were two sizes too small. What the fuck am I going to do with those, Gio? Lucas Giolito 2.0. Giolito! The follow-up interview? The strike thrower. Yeah. Who else did we even do on that one? Mm. There was a lot. Arenado? Yeah. No, that was the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, those blend. Yeah. Those definitely they blend. Do. We have the... Uh, uh, Barstool Barnburner is yes, coming we do. up, by Can't the way. Can't fucking wait. Uh, Check gotten, us out on YouTube. Gotten confirmation, Jared, from, from a couple of our uh, couple of our higher marquee roster spots. Okay. Locked and loaded. Okay. Like so for anyone that missed the, the draft, we took Johnny Gomes with our first pick, who, by the way, I forgot to text him back. He uh, he reached out yesterday. He's like, what's the deal with like hotels and like all that? I need the details. And I was like, yeah, we'll get back. You can't ask me for details. Well, you I'm got you got to help him out. Yeah, you, you can't you can't lead our first fucking round pick <laughs> a stranger. We're gonna need that guy to show up. That's Brent. That's a Brent job. We're gonna need that guy to show up. Yeah, we're gonna get Brent on that. Yeah, but we've got confirmation on arms. Arms are ready. Weave is in. Locked. He asked me uh, what the jerseys look like. Do I don't even know the answer to that question. I don't even know the answer to that question either. I know Do we the have color, a color scheme. I, I know, uh, yeah. One team's red, one team's blue, from what I understand. Are we blue, I'm assuming? I do not think so. I believe we are red. We're playing red line radio. How, how are we the red team? I, hey, I don't make the rules here. Yeah, but I... Mm, all right, we're going to have to revisit that. The jerseys already made. I believe the jerseys are already made. Okay. What size are you? I have no idea. Okay. Like what? I, I don't know. What size did I order? I don't know. Like, fuck, small, medium, large? I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I typically order jersey sizes. They come in, like, 40, 42, 44, mm-hmm. 40, whatever the F. Yeah. I got large. You can swear on this So podcast. that we can wear a baggy uniform. Because I want to wear a baggy uniform like the old school ball players. Yeah, I'm going to go baggy pants. Yeah. Socks up. Yeah. We were on the field yesterday for the All-Star game, or the Home Run Derby, rather. Um, you, Dallas. It was probably the happiest moment of your life outside of childbirth and marriage. Yeah, childbirth was tough on me. My wife did a great job. It was tough on me. Um, <laughs> but this, what happened yesterday, Jared, mm-hmm. yeah, monumental. Mm-hmm. Monumental. Who made it happen? Ipe? Uh, no, I fucking made it Did happen. you just like fangirl and like go, excuse me? Thousand percent. Yeah. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I was talking to Walshie, talking to Jared Walsh. Yep. And it was like, what? great guy. Oh, fuck, awesome dude. Awesome guy. Yeah. And I was like, well, she just tell me about, and he was like, dude, it's, 
it is literally it's like the Beatles it's like all <laughs> of it wrapped into one the guy's a fucking freak and yeah. I was like yeah and Ipe's catching and as soon as I said that like Ipe like turned around and I was like Ipe like absolutely a bait just loud talking the name right yeah you know and, and Ipe's catching and then, oh Ipe did. that's great man yeah I'm hey. surprised you had never met him before I mean like the Angels come to Oakland a decent amount we yeah. haven't been allowed on the field really we haven't been allowed on the field what? Not until recently. Oh, I guess, yeah, but still. Yeah, but yeah. like when, like I, because let's be real, the the aura around him initially mm-hmm. was what it was. Like the, it's a traveling circus. Like the media that comes in, there's 300 media members that were that were showing up to every ball game for him, like mm-hmm. just to cover him. Mm-hmm. And so you're not like weaving your way in and out of that sea of people just to be like, hey man, I like, I, I love you, and if there weren't people around here, I. Probably offer you a hand job. Like, I can't yeah. do that. You probably would have done it, though, like, in front of God and everybody. If he'd have been into it, I'm not going to say that I would have stopped. Yeah. I'm just saying what Shohei Otani made me feel when I shook his hand and he looked at me. Yeah, big pause. Was things mitts, Jared. Mm. Mitts. You know how tough it was to shower today with my entire right side of my body? You wouldn't let me shower? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Then don't think about it now. Yeah. That's, that's sacred ground. Like, Blessed absolutely blessed. I was a babbling fucking idiot. He did pay you a con. He knew who you were. He did know who I was. Yeah. I bet you fucking ass he knew. Yeah, he did. Showtime the baseball. God knows who your boy yeah. is. Uh, so wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you this. Okay. Do you have the balls? Do you have the balls to denounce your fandom for Babe Ruth and anoint... Whoa. Shohei Otani as the whoa. new godfather, whoa. the Hulk Hogan whoa. of baseball. Do whoa. you have the balls to do that whoa. right now? Because Jared, I, feel I, feel like, like... I feel like after meeting the guy, it adds an extra layer to it. I mean, you you basically, you didn't shower one entire side of your body because that was, that was the hand that Shohei touched. So do you have the balls to say that Shohei Otani has taken that spot from Babe Ruth? Do you have the balls to say that? I mean, that'd be tough to kind of clip this footage off and, and send it to Shohei because, I mean, we do have the connection now. So it's up to you if you want to do that. I don't know. Oh, wow. I feel like... Not I feel a quick like, yes. I feel, Not a quick yes. Bad start. I feel like the love can coexist. No. There's no reason that well, it can't coexist. One guy murdered someone and the other guy is murdering baseballs at the Home Run Derby. So it's up to you. Allegedly, to you. and that's not true. It is allegedly and it is true. Um, so you're, you're just not going to do that still. I have no problem saying right now, if I had to lay down on a train track for one of those men uh-huh. that, that maybe Shohei Otani is the, is the leader in that yeah. race. Maybe. And he should be. Just maybe. Based on talent, based maybe. on character. I mean, but aura. without, without George Herman Ruth, nah. Jared, we're not here. We don't have Showtime the Baseball God. Yeah. Without George Herman Ruth... Helen is don't, still here Helen, as well. Don't take her name out of context, Jerry. That's true. She just needed to get in. Uh, anything else crazy happened on the field? Um, aside from the home run derby? No, no, no. I mean, like, like before the home run derby, when you when you got to meet people, did you, did you have any other experiences? Um, no. I mean, nothing crazy. Like the Shohei Otani thing. That yeah. was that was it. You can't top that. No. Like like after I met him, yeah. I was kind of like it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Like, all right. Do you ready. think that like your life is all downhill from ready there? to go? Probably. Yeah. Like I've really done way more than I should have ever done on this earth. Yeah. Like ever. Do you think? Uh, do you think that he would ever come on starting nine with Ipe? I I think I think we're closer to that happening than we're further away from that. Happening. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? 
I think it's fair. I, th- I think it's also like the Angels are super protective with their players. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. I mean, the most that I had talked to their Angel guys was damn near yesterday. And like when I go down on the field and I'm Why at the is yard. that? Hey, some people like to keep things a little closer to the vest. You know, they don't like to... I feel like teams market their guys in a, in a way that they can benefit from that doesn't put their players in a compromising position because anytime you just start letting people go off the rails and do whatever, the, I feel like, yeah. you know, you, you got to start to cast a wide net to real guys in. I guess, but I, I don't know. I just feel like they're super protective over Trout. And now, obviously, there's the language barrier with Otani. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. That was a fucking abomination yeah, yesterday. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, I feel like they don't lend themselves to marketing their players better by protecting them from doing whatever they want to do in terms of media outlets. And we saw that with Trout. And I don't know that we're yet seeing it with Otani because of the language barrier. But, like, what about, like, a guy like Jared Walsh? Well, hey, trust me. And, I like, Walshy, again, we're getting Walshy on the pod. That's going to okay. happen. But how about the statement that he made? I forget who he said it to. Just saw it on the tweet box. Um, who? Walshy. Okay. About Otani and compared the magnitude of the two men in the, like in the fan world and what that means. And he said, when the bus pulls up with Shohei Otani on it, there's people that are outside of the bus weeping. Weeping. Four women were crying. Standing outside of the team bus because Shohei Otani is on it. He said, you want to know how many women I've seen crying outside of our team bus because Mike Trout's on it? None. Yeah, it's true. And that's not really a shot at Mike Trout. I think it's more just like no, Otani is a different breed. Not a, It's a different breed. animal. Like, I'm, Come on, man. People are waiting outside of his bus crying. Are you speaking in the third person right now? Like, Jesus Christ. Like the guy, like I just, I, I, I don't think people truly understand it. You see it on the field, but do you, like, that's why I said the Beatles, yeah. Michael Jackson, mm. like all, all of that rolled into one. That's who this dude is. Yeah. I mean, I, I can totally see it. I think we really need to go, and it sucks that, you know, the Angels are not in contention, like they're not going to be a playoff team this year, but seeing a playoff game yeah. with Otani oh. pitching game one. Oh. And like hitting what starting game one, hitting third, Mike Trout hitting second, maybe fucking leadoff, probably not. That's Fletch, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm. Do you think we're ever gonna see it? I was just gonna say I'm a little wounded, and and frankly, I'm offended, thinking that I'm not going to see that. We're not going to get treated to that. You don't think we're gonna see that? Think about a lifetime without Mike Trout and or a guy like him, Shohei Otani, not not in the World Series. Yeah, on the same team. Yeah. I mean, do you want to get into the Stephen A. stuff right now, or is that something that... Uh... Yeah, I feel like that's a decent segue. Yeah. I mean, we've... I mean, uh... I, later came earlier. Yeah. Um, so the Stephen A. Smith stuff yesterday. I, I actually had to put out a video clarifying. So I'm flying to Denver um, yesterday, day of Monday, and I, I don't know if it was Stephen A. Smith, but I know it was one of those hot take shows on ESPN mm-hmm. where they have people on it that just, they don't talk baseball for a living. It's just kind of like a footnote yeah. where it's like, all right, NFL, NFL, NBA, I guess we'll talk a little baseball. And when they do it, they obviously don't speak about it intelligently. I don't know who it was. I don't know what show it was, but like last week or the week before they were talking about Shohei Otani and they were saying like, well, he can't keep this up forever. Like he's got to pick one. He's either got to pitch or he's got to be a hitter and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
I only heard about it. I didn't even see the fucking segment. Mm-hmm. I think it was Coley that told me about it at his wedding on Sunday. And I was like, why can't they just, like, enjoy that it's happening now? Right. I think we all recognize that, you know, there will come a time where he might have to pick one. But it's not right now. He's fucking 26. He's dialing up 101. He's starting the All-Star game as a pitcher, and he's the number one seed at the Home Run Derby. So, And he's starting the All-Star game as a hitter as well. Yes. Let's not forget <laughs> yeah. that. Like that's, Correct. He's leading the majors and homers. Everything you could want to do as a fucking all-star He's or as a it. player. Yeah. Like if you were a baseball player and you're like, you know, it'd be sick if I could start the game on the mound, mm-hmm. compete in the home run derby and fuck it. I don't know. Hit second or third <laughs> in the game as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing that. He's doing that. He's do- that's real life. So I'm getting tweets. People being like, hey, what do you, what do you think about Stephen A. Smith? And, and Stephen A. Smith, I'm pretty sure... Like, this is, like, a bit of his where he comes at Shohei Otani. Like, this is not the first time that he was, like, coming at Shohei for something. So I see people, like, oh, comment on, like, what do you, what do you think about, about Stephen A. Smith? So I throw a tweet out there, and I'm like, why does anyone care what this dude has to say about baseball? Like, he obviously is he's not a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. He can't speak about it intelligently. And then everyone's like, how could you say that? Like, he's being racist and this and that. I'm like, whoa, pump the fucking brakes. I didn't see what he said. Your first thought isn't. You don't immediately go to like, oh, he said some racist shit. I'm like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? I thought he just said something stupid about baseball. Yeah. So I clarified. And I was like, if his central message is that Shohei Otani cannot be the face of baseball because he doesn't speak the language of the the country, fuck you. (laughs) Like, that doesn't make it. Like, I think, I forget who it was that had the tweet yesterday. Someone was like, okay, so Mike Trout, has anyone ever, like, can you name one memorable Mike Trout quote ever no, no. besides the one time that he, he came pu- out against the Astros. Yes, that's it. That's that was what it. I was going to say. When he came out publicly and voiced his opinion yep. on the cheating scandal yep. in the Astros. That was it. Other than that, you've never heard a memorable quote or a hot take or anything like that yeah. from Mike Trout. But, no. but I said, as much as I'd love to hear from Otani and hear what he has to say about these things, I don't need to hear from these guys. Like I just like watching them. If you're a baseball fan, you want to see the dude start the All-Star game as a starting pitcher. You want to see him hit bombs in the home run derby and then hit in the All-Star game? Who the fuck cares if he has an interpreter here's, or not? Here's the thing. We'll he start... apologized, by the way. Sure, I mean, like, sure. And, and, that's and because again, he got the backlash. Well, and, and, and we'll get to that, too. But start with Shohei Otani, the player, and what it means to have a guy like him doing what he's doing and how that is transcendent of sport. And that is somebody who is quite literally fulfilling all the dreams. Checking all the boxes. You know what message that sends? That it doesn't matter what fucking color you are. It doesn't matter what fucking language you speak. I don't give a shit about any of it. Mm -hmm. You play the game. You love it. You do it well. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. That's all anybody that plays the game should give a damn about. None of that other stuff matters on a baseball field, in an office, in academia. It matters not at all. And when you've got somebody that is doing the kind of work that Shohei Otani is doing... And you honestly, you can't even relate to him, one, because of the talent and the skill set. But there's there's a certain mystique that comes around, like, not being able to directly communicate with the guy. Like, like he's speaking your love language to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not verbally. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to. He's given you everything you want. The way, he, the way he respects the game, the way he respects his opponents, the way he respects... 
the I mean, has there been a nicer guy tell an umpire that he's blown a call? He's like, no, 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 no. That was that was incorrect. You no. should go back and look at it. We can talk about. He it. He played against the Red Sox, and someone broke their bat, and he went right, and he he picked, went, it, picked up. it up, and he's <laughs> like handing it to them, like I'm sorry I did that. Like you could bill me, I'll fucking probably gonna do it again. I'll apologize now. I'm way better than you, yeah. but like, like he just so so. There's almost like that. Like, man, like, aren't you intrigued? Yeah. Like, don't you want to get to know that dude? Don't you want to find out about this dude? How long have I been telling you about the Summer Koshin Tournament, about the Koshin High School Baseball Tournament in Japan? That's where this guy becomes a legend. Guys like Matsuzaka, guys like Hideo Nomo, those guys that come over here and just capture the baseball world by storm, it's a lot of it in part... Because they aren't like you or me or other people. People who talk about the game that have no fucking place. Mm-hmm. That's what's great about it. Is there's really nothing that you think you can relate to on the surface, apparently. Aside from their ability to play the game. Well, that's just fucking ignorant. Mm-hmm. That's just ignorant as all hell. Mm-hmm. And the anger comes from a guy like Stephen A. And I'll say this, man. The dude is intelligent. He's good at what he does. And... He knows how to articulate his thoughts. And I think to an extent and to a degree before you lash out him about the racial insensitivity surrounding the statements, if you're trying to understand where he's coming from, then then I think you can start to try to relate to him. But the anger comes from, dude, you have been up on the platform speaking your truths about the injustices that occur daily in our country. Daily. And it's terrible that that stuff goes on. It's horrible that we have to live through it. On the daily. And that same man with that same voice, that same level of intellect, chose those words. Mm-hmm. And it came out that way. And, and that's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. There's no two ways about it. So getting to his apology... I can understand why people are like, yo, the only reason he's apologizing is blah, blah, blah. I, I do believe that when you say something like that and you you quickly get your head snapped around and you realize, oh, 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 you know what? Damn, I can see the racial insensitivity there. That's not fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I need to learn right now. This is going to be a learning experience right now. That's, I think, all you can hope for now moving forward because I find it really hard to believe that a guy like Stephen A., who has lauded a dude like Floyd Mayweather, is not going to be able to understand and wrap his fucking head around what Shohei Otani is doing for the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Buddy, I live in L.A. You want to know how many little kids are rocking the Otani jerseys that look nothing like Shohei Otani? Yeah. You want to know how many of them could have a conversation with Shohei Otani? Not a man fucking one of them. Mm-hmm. You think they care? Yeah, I think I think it was interesting. Uh, you know, one of my friends that does baseball content was going around yesterday, and they were doing like a like a segment talking about you know who's the face of baseball. And there's no better place to pull than here in Denver, sure. asking all-star fans game. of all teams, yep. going hey, who's the face of baseball? Who's the face of baseball? It was probably 98% Shohei Otani. How quickly has that gone? It feels like, I don't want to say overnight. I mean, you're wearing Fernando Tatis Jr. glasses wow. right now. Right. Uh, who, I mean, I think that I think that there's a case. Baseball is in a great spot because there's a debate, right? True. And I know that, like, it's almost become a meme with starting nine listeners how, like, 
how often we get into the conversation of face of baseball. It always just kind of like reverts back to that. But I think it's kind of like a temperature check on the sport to have that conversation and see how often it changes. It's not like one dude fell off. It's just we're in a, we're in a race right now with four or five dudes, and it's like, okay, Juan Soto's in the World Series in 2019, and he's carrying his bat down the line. Face of baseball type shit, wins a World Series. Then Tatis comes out of nowhere, blows past him. Vladdy in his ass wagon, he comes in, now he's in the conversation. And then Shohei Otani's like, actually, you know what? I'm going to be the best baseball player of all time, if you don't mind. Let and me then- ask you this. Is there is there anything to baseball having yearned for this oh my individual yeah. to be celebrated that now we are spoiled with the talent we have. Yeah. And it's almost like we're like, well, you're the face and he's a face and he's good yeah, too. Yeah, he's yeah. a face. He can be the face. We got a oh shit. We got so many faces. This is fun. And it's almost like, Hey, can we just, why don't, why don't we just enjoy it? So let me rattle off some numbers for you. Why don't we just, because enjoy I had this, I had this debate with Felger. He's a, he's a radio host in Boston. And what I was trying to say, because I was talking about the the MLB streaming numbers mm-hmm. and how they were through the roof this year. Sure. And I was like, you know, these are, like, this is an indicator to say that baseball is in a completely different place than it was before because, first of all, fuck the blackouts. Oh. I think, what would these numbers look like without blackouts? Oh, dude. But if streaming numbers are up, these are not all displaced fans. These are fans that live in their broadcasting area that are blacked out from watching their favorite team but are still watching out-of-market baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so great right now that the face of, like, face of baseball conversation, Toronto, mm-hmm. okay, San Diego, that was supposed to be a small market. It's not. Anaheim, I mean, it, it goes in D.C. These are not, this is not the Dodgers. This is not the Yankees. It's not the Red Sox. So right now, they put this out yesterday. Uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball is up 26%. Fox Saturday Baseball up 32%. Uh, Baseball on TBS up 49%. Fox Sports 1 up 78%. MLB Network up 34%. Uh, MLB TV in 2021, most watched first half in in its history. That's incredible. 6 billion total minutes watched, up 67% over last year. The top 10 most watched days ever. The top 4 most watched games ever. Um... So, yeah, I mean, and that's because I think we're now in an era where, you know, you walk around the All-Star game and you ask, like, who's the face of baseball? People aren't campaigning for their guy on their home team. They're just like, yeah, fucking Shohei. How can you say anyone else? Well, I think people are appreciating now the idea that they're consuming other players and their, their talent. Yeah. And there's a guy right now who, when you have the conversation about hitting and pitching, and then you got to remember to put them together. Like, there's only one of those groups. Mm-hmm. There's only one dude in that group. There's two. Yeah. What, Brett Phillips? You're just going to not. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, come on. The math. He looked great yesterday, Fucking by the phenomenal. way. Yeah. Hair was on point, yeah. suit, he was, uh, I wish I got it on video. So I got a nice spot in front of the AL dugout, mm-hmm. like right in front of, like, the top step. He walks out <laughs> in his suit, and the first thing he says is like, "Not too many pictures, guys." Not, not, he's like, "Not too many." <laughs> he's he's a gem. He's like a that's beauty. that's one dude that like if I could transfer like Mike Trout talent and place it in his body. Oh my god! Like you want to talk about a personality that would just shoot right to the top, Brett Phillips. Yeah, like uh, like I don't know if you you watch MMA. You know who uh, Sean O'Malley is? No. Sean? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's he's quickly becoming. Uh, a, a fan favorite he and he he was before because he's just a he's a shit talker kind of a loose cannon a little bit 
just a character, just yeah. a weirdo, you know. And he actually is coming on. He just he just fought last weekend, and it was like the most efficient fight in UFC history. Like mm-hmm. he didn't throw a punch that didn't fucking land. Yeah, and like it's just fun to see dudes who execute like that still have that kind of bubbly personality, that fun like, and and to see that from a Mike Trout would be great. But that's why this conversation will continue to persist is because you can appreciate a guy like Mike Trout and there's just like, there's, there's no poo pooing his talent because yeah, well, because he doesn't bat flip. You just like him for who he is. Right. You know, I I think it's, uh, it's all different flavors. Yeah. And I'll say this about the baseball, why it's being taken in. We're also coming off massive cheating scandal stuff like retribution. How are the players going to be treated with fans? Like that was a big thing that people wanted to take in. They wanted to see that, right? You got the sticky stuff. That's a big thing. That's a conversation that people are, are having. They're tuning in to yeah. talk about. They want to see how it's going. You got guys that have been shoving it up people's ass the entire season, yeah. and now it's not happening. Right. They want to know why. Yeah, I mean, and that was another thing that Felger said. He was like, you can't, you just can't talk baseball anymore. You get, like, the only thing, you want to talk about the sticky thing? Like, that's great. You want to talk about a cheating scandal? Like, you can call in about that. But you can't, you can't have a conversation about baseball if, you don't, if you're not talking about that stuff. It's like, no, you just... You don't know how. You don't know how to have the conversation about baseball. Then. Right. You don't always have to go back to. Like when you're outlining somebody's success, yeah. you don't immediately have to go back to it. Yeah. Like, oh, well, ain't that. No. Didn't have to happen that way. I want to I wanna outline the success of Nutrisystem. And uh, you look great, by the way. You should. So I know that you've been, so uh, you. you've been slamming those bars. Um, the all-new Nutrisystem for men is a... I, have to, I hate reading. I'm so bad at reading. It's so good. Yeah. You guys are in for a treat here. It's not that I don't know how to read. It's just hard It's that sometimes. he doesn't know how to read. I don't, I don't, like, I didn't, I didn't cheat. I never got glasses. I never got contacts. I never got LASIK. I mean, I'm 32 now. You never now. got a tutor. I never got <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Um, the all-new Nutrisystem for Men is a science-backed, high-protein program that is designed for men to deliver lasting results. You can lose up to 30 pounds Holy in the first 90 days. Wow. That's a small window to lose 30 pounds. That is. That, I, that's borderline unhealthy, but it sounds good. Yeah, I actually gained... 35 pounds in two months <laughs> how's that bull doing you just <laughs> eat the food and lose the weight i mean we talked about the bars dallas is a big bar guy the shakes are great i actually i want to get one of those uh telling you morning shake man what are they called like the, it's like a bullet the bullet magic yeah, yeah. bullet no I free get, ads no free ads but i want to get that because i want to put some like ice cream and some like protein powder in yeah there. i would advise going with the um i heard that like you can just throw a bunch of random shit in there and you just can't taste it where in a what and like the bullet thing, it's like you can just put like peanut butter in there and like a banana. Like I'm never just gonna sit down and eat a banana. No, no. Huge banana guy. Yeah, I could see that. Can you imagine anything easier than getting food delivered to your door to help you lose weight? You get fully prepared meals delivered, a top-rated app to keep motivated levels high, hmm. motivation levels high, and free on-demand coaching. The words are small. I know how to say <laughs> motivated. The words are very small. It's a pro- protein-packed meal plan designed to give you sustained energy while crushing hunger and increasing calorie burn, making weight loss easier. All you got to do, mm-hmm. you want a promo code? Give it to me. Nutrisystem.com slash Barstool50 to get 50% off two 50. months of food. That's half. Plus free shipping. That's huge. Good God. Nutrisystem.com slash Barstool50 to find out more about starting, uh, st- starting to lose weight today. Yes. Um, you're a home run derby guy, huge derby guy. How many did you go to, uh, before we started doing this podcast? Um, you ever uh, go to one as, as a young Dallas? 
Uh, never went. Jerry, I grew up fucking poor. I wasn't going to fucking baseball games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever go to like an all-star event. I never, nothing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The first time that I attended a home run derby was as a, a employee of ESPN. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about another, I think, 16? 16. So Fit, the one before Miami? Uh, yeah, San Diego. Is in San Diego. Okay. And I got to call the Home Run Derby with Boomer. <laughs> that's awesome. With, uh, I mean, yeah, come a, on. That's like, a box check. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Chris Berman, I'm calling the Home Run Derby with Chris. Yeah, you bet your ass. Mm-hmm. Him, Carl Ravage. I saw Ravi yesterday. So did I. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to talk to him. I, gave, I saw him from afar. And I was like, Ravi. Oh, no. Gave him the double underhooks. <laughs> fucking nuzzled in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Love me some Ravi. Got to see the whole ESPN crew. A lot of love for those guys. Uh, yeah. The folks that are still doing baseball there. Love all, all six of them are great human beings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I saw Passing yesterday. Good to yeah, I did see him. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him. I don't know if this was on purpose, but I noticed that he never stepped off of this white platform. So there was an elevated white platform. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a lot of other writers mm-hmm. walking around on the grass. Notice a lot of other writers walking around in the dugout. I'm on to him. Um, so but I, I noticed that Jeff had really carved out a space mm-hmm. for himself on this elevated white platform. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Yeah. So I, uh, I saw him yesterday mm-hmm. and he asked me if I was on steroids and I was like, no, but I'm going to counter and say, I think that you're on PEDs of a different kind. You seem a little taller today, oh, oh. Jeff. Did you hit him with the lifts? Yeah. I was, oh. like, I was like, I think you're wearing lifts. I saw him at the, uh, what was it? The the winter meetings in San Diego. Uh-huh. I probably had like a good like five, six inches on him. He was high <laughs> level today. Yeah, he was pretty old. Is, is there a, is there a is there a little guy lift Illuminati going on think, around the baseball well, world that I, I don't know? I about? said it. I was like, normalize men wearing lifts. Why not? Who cares? Like, I mean, I don't see. You know what? It's it's time we start taking charge of all the shit that we would want to do but can't do. Yeah, do things that make you feel better about yourself. Right. I mean, like, I'm gonna wear low cut fucking jeans. Go right in. I deserve it. Do it. I mean, women will wear makeup. Dave got hair plugs. There are people that have imperfections about themselves. I absolutely they need address. hair plugs. I don't know if I could do no, that. No, I think it's part of your charm to just let that <laughs> thing go. To just not give a shit? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. imagine if you just had, like, like Fabio hair. Dude, that's what I was going to say. Like, what, what would you do no. if I showed up, like, I just didn't know no posts, no anything, and I showed up in New York in the office Looking like next Noah's year, just fucking mad flow, just a mop. I mean, it'd be great. <laughs> you should do it. Why not? You have money. I just, I don't. It, 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 that's what I mean. It's one of those things. Like, I, it's part you of the gimmick because the stigma, <laughs> the stigma has been attached to men beautification, self beautification. I've been, I've been beaten into a corner, Jared, where yeah. I feel, I. I I, I don't feel like I can safely do that. Yeah. No, I think you could. Publicly. I think you could. I think it would be like your hair right now is part of your gimmick. But I think if you got hair plugs, <laughs> that would be just, it's a gimmick change. Yeah. That. Yeah. It'd be, the, it'd be a face turn. You would be the people's champ. I'm telling you right now, if I ever got hair plugs, like 
I had an afro in high school, like a legitimate, <laughs> yeah. legitimate afro. Yeah, I believe and it. I would go that route again. Yeah. Like it would be like how my hair was curly, yeah. but imagine it like it would look much different if I had all of my hair right. and it was in the right spots. Yeah. I, I would love to see it. But yeah, again, normalized <laughs> men wearing lifts. There's nothing wrong with it. Because I feel like there may be, there, there's probably a little circle of, uh, no pun intended, little circle of, of yeah. guys in the baseball world that may or may not employ lifts. And I yeah, feel like. I, so I know a lot of people that do, and they're just not, they're, they're not, not talking about, about it openly. Yeah. Like Chris Jericho. I think he's like 5'10. Are you kind of putting him on blast right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jericho, guy's like 5'10. He wears lifts in the ring. What are you going to do? What about those boots? Yeah, they wear some big ass boots. Put him in the boots, yeah. Lifts with boots. I mean, that's probably like what four inches. Now he's six two. Jesus. Yeah. Don't give me any idea. <laughs> I'm gonna start wearing. I'm gonna start wearing lifts with boots. I'll be taller than you. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I got. A, I got a lot of. Uh, a lot of tweets I, yesterday I, about my legs. Um, it's not gonna change anything. You, I, can, you can shame me, and I'm not gonna. I'm, if I don't want to do it, you can't shame me into doing it. I I, I have noticed a a. Upgrade in your shoe game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like these a lot. This is, uh, I've never had the ones before. Who picked those out for you? Did you pick those out? Uh, so I, I, and no, you didn't. Okay. Coley, Coley's the sneaker guy, and he kind of pointed me into a general direction, mm-hmm. and I, out of the pack, went was from like, there. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I bought two pairs, but I had a field of like 10. Yeah, Cole, yeah Cole, you're, Coley's not going to steer you wrong. No. He's no, not no. going to steer you wrong. He's yeah. the guy. This is, this is, like, I feel like becoming, like, a sneaker guy, like, I feel like my thing is weird, funky colors. You a fan? You a fan yeah. of that? You a fan of the... Yeah. Like, I like the, like, I like purples and pinks and yellows and shit. So, New, New Balance just came out with a, a line, a colorful line. Uh, it's not Nike. It's not one, but... Uh, They've also got colors and stuff. I'm a big one guy, big mm-hmm. four guy, big 11 guy. So it's just, I, I, I noticed. It's yeah. good to see you stepping the shoe game up, yeah. if you will. Yeah, we don't have to name names, but um, you were talking to me yesterday about potentially doing um, like a starting nine spinoff segment where we go sneaker shopping with some some guys in the league. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think that would be dynamite. Yeah, I think, I think that would be dynamite. So we're working real hard on that. Yeah, we're pa- working Pedro Alonso wins the home run derby last night. Uh, I think it was like so. The put whole... some respect on that name. What back to back? Back to back. I mean, yeah, I guess you know they didn't do one last year. I think, and he said this yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said, "I think I'm the I'm the best power hitter in baseball." Do you agree with that? Um, no, because it's Otani. Not necessarily because it's Otani, because power comes differently. Like guy, like what about Stanton? Um, I think Stanton's the best power hitter in baseball. Like, even his ground ball... I mean, by the way, I mean, so, you know more about this than I do, but, like, balls hit on the ground mm-hmm. are probably going to be harder than balls hit in the air. Well, it's just depending so, on what, what sort of angle... Like a buck 19, you're seeing that more on the ground than you are over the wall. Right, and it's because of what sort of flight, the trajectory, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's we get into the optimal angle for launch angle for home runs yeah. and exit velocity combination, all that fun yeah. shit. But it's the... Like, like Matt Olson. Yeah. That dude has raw-ass power. And it's more so, though, game power. Mm-hmm. Like, his pop in the game is stupid. Who's pop. got the best raw power in baseball? Joey Gallo? Um, that's where I would say maybe Joey Gallo, maybe Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Like, because Stanton absolutely muscles baseballs. Nelson Cruz. Muscles baseballs. He's always, like, top three in exit velocity every year. But I feel, so there's a difference. I feel like Nelly, maybe just the ability to get the barrel to the ball a little more efficiently. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, numbers would support that. I would still vote for Stanton in this conversation. Yeah, Stanton is Because it's so consistent. It's not like, wow, Stanton's really hitting the ball hard this year. It's like, uh, no. He no, that's that what he every does. Every year. That's right. That's what he does. It's a characteristic mm-hmm. of his. that you. It's a hallmark of his. Yeah. But, I mean, you go up there. You look at the bracket. Shohei Otani. I mean, I know we've talked about him a lot already, but um, I don't want to hear any Shohei slander for not making it past the first round when he put up a battle from like a tiebreaker and all this shit. Two tiebreakers, right? It was two and then the He gave the three you, it, there was yeah, three rounds of entertainment Yeah, in the first round. Yeah. What more do you want from the guy? Oh, for him to win? Yeah, I get it. So did I. Yeah. But Jesus. Do you think he'll do it again? I don't think he will. I... I'm hesitant to think that he would do it again. So am I. And here's, here's what... Here's something I think that happens. They talk to Otani and... He understands what he means to the game. Mm-hmm. He understands that a lot of those people... Look, he watched. As soon as he rolled over that last ball in the swing-off, what happened in those stands? Ah. Uh, <laughs> and then people pff, were gone. Not a ton of people, comparatively speaking. There's a shit ton of people there. But a lot of people you could see were there to watch him and were only going to be there as long as he was there, which is why he hit last. And the minute that he rolled that ball over to lose in the swing-off to Soto... Fans left the ballpark. Yeah. And they will explain to him, not that he doesn't already know that, but like, hey, we're looking to lean on you here. Yeah. And and you could really help us continue this growth thing if you just kind of do it. Play along yeah. with us. You know yeah. what I mean? Play with us. Can you do, do that? Do they like low key, like backdoor incentivize him to do stuff like that? Like I get the home run derby winner gets a million, but Shohei gets a million to show up. I have no problem. I have no problem with that either. No problem with that. Zero problem with that. Do you think that they would have to be public about it? I mean, no, if people found out about it, I'm sure that, that other competitors would be pissed. Sure. But then what do you like? This is a, this is a results driven business. That would also be like complaining that, the teammate on your team who's got a better slash line or a better uh, better ERA and better peripherals is getting paid more than you. Yeah. Who well, well, that's not fair. Well, actually, it is. You want to know why? Because you're not as good as him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have no problem with it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. But um, do I owe an apology to Salvador Perez? I feel like I don't. I, I think... I'm not going to apologize. Okay. <laughs> I'm right. not going to apologize. That settles that. I will, <laughs> I will, however, acknowledge that he put on a show. Thank you. Yeah, he put At on a show. At least that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, because I, you made it sound like he was going to walk up there with a fucking wet towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, hit no. baseball. He put on a show. I'm not going to apologize because I still think it's, it's not about, you know, oh, he showed up. I think at the time, he had hit the second most homers mm-hmm. in the Derby at mm-hmm. the time. Um but it was more along the lines of just from an entertainment value, who would you want to see in that spot? And, you know, I'm, we're not going to go through the names again, but there were a few guys where I was like, yeah, I would love to see X, Y, Z and, and so forth. But, yeah, no, he, he held his own. He was not Jason Bay, who had mm-hmm. like one home run and then embarrassed Canada. Yeah, it did, it did feel a little out of place. Like, yeah. so, like and, and honestly, even like the reception fans, like, wasn't as loud or aggressive when Salvador Perez's name was announced in the home run derby, but after he was done, yeah, he held his own. Folks appreciated that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think it's different for us because we were there, but the viewing experience for the home run derby has to be better. 
Like they're like doing like the side. Like it's hard to track the ball on TV. And like that's what not... makes it fun, dude. You want to see? We've talked about this so many times. You want to see the ball hit you. Yes. Like I want to see the ball bounce off that, or I want to see the fan reach and grip. Like I, I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Like don't just show me numbers. Five twenty. That's great. Show me the Soto homer. Yeah. Five twenty. Show me the Otani ball that goes into the stands. In center field, like yeah. show me that. Yeah. I want to see that. The folks they've at home need better. to be able to see that. That's why, yeah, they've got. I, I couldn't really see how they were doing it, but it, it looked difficult to track and follow. And I don't know why you wouldn't have a exit velo on there as well. Yeah, like launch angle, exit velo. I don't distance. care so much about launch angle, but like, well, the launch angle, exit velo. The launch angle is cool, and I tell you, this is what I tell people who say that right there. Imagine a guy hitting a ball that looks like a pop fly. The guys who hit those balls. And the guys who hit the ball with that same trajectory and hit the ball out of the ballpark, you gain a very quick appreciation of yeah. what that looks like. Guys like Joey Gallo, guys like Matt Olson, hit balls at 40 degrees out of the ballpark. That's a can of shit mm-hmm. for a lot of these players in the game. Yeah. And those and those balls go over the fence. Yeah. So it's fun to watch. It is fun. But shout out to Pete Alonso. I mean, shout out to Trey Mancini. Dude. My pick. Dude. To win it. Wow. Made it to the finals. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I think I think I just like forgot how strong Alonzo is. Like I, by after the first round, I think I just I felt stupid for not picking him because you could just sense it. After his first round, you're like, mm, no one's no one's probably going to do that. But then that's when we were waiting for Otani mm-hmm. because it's like, oh man, if if Alonzo got 33, how many is Otani going to hit? So then, where we were sitting, yeah. right? I asked the media guys next to us. I was like, hey, Otani, how many? And he was like, uh, 40. I was <laughs> yeah. like, excuse me? And Alonzo hit 35 and I was, or 33 or 35. And I was yeah. like, well, fuck, he's going to have to hit 40. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. So I got excited because I was like, yeah, if that happens, this yeah. is going to be juicy. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a slow start for Shohei. Uh, ended up costing him, obviously, in his <sighs> first round. And I, I think I said that when we, when we were doing the podcast before the Derby that, I mean, Soto is a terrible first round matchup for Otani. For anybody. And we're also idiots because we were complaining about the seedings for like 20 minutes and it was just like based on how many total home runs they yeah, had. Yeah, whatever. Still fair to complain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So then let's complain matchups. about the, uh, the, how they pick the seedings is, is stupid. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that's what we meant. Yeah, you should, you should, uh, that should be a poll or something. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, but I mean, we could, we could talk a little bit more about Mancini because I think it was his night. You know, to get to the finals, and I don't—I mean, we were there, so we didn't hear the broadcast. But like, I'm hoping that they really showed him some love, just for you know getting to the finals. And um, it was really cool to see the crowd in Denver rally around him, and you know, poor Soto going up against Mancini, and then Alonzo. It's like, well, you must feel like a real asshole for for just taking these people out. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. But the the thing about the thing with Trey is, you want. Good, you want good things to happen to good people. Mm-hmm. Well, check, right? Yeah. We, we got our guy, and he's he's fought to get back to where he's at. And it's not just about getting back to where you once were, it's about getting there and then building on that. Mm-hmm. And when you have the stage like the all star game, you want guys who've kind of traveled the road he has to be able to be celebrated for a lot of reasons. One, because he's really good at baseball, yep. two, because he's gone through a hell of a battle and has inspired a lot of other people during that battle and is continuing to inspire people on the other side of that battle. So for us to have him be celebrated, great. 
not only begin again because of the human, but the talent. He's not an all-star because he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star because he's a good player. Yeah. And the best part about it is he's a good dude. Yeah. And you get all of that. And so for him to, like, frankly, like I was talking to him before he went out there, not right before he went to hit, but during, during BP, and he was just like, this is... He's like, I don't have words, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have words. Like, typically, when you say that, you hear people start to go and blah, blah. He's like, I just don't have words. Like, this is just nuts to me. It's yeah. absolutely nuts to me. And, and I just I, I just told him, I was like, dude, you need to know that you have earned every fucking bit of the, the speechlessness that you're experiencing right now. Like, don't, don't try to put it into context, man. Like, this is glorious, mm-hmm. what you're experiencing right now. Just soak that in, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I I mean obviously it's very different circumstances, but you you saw Jesse Winker's press conference when he yeah got named an All Star incredible and uh, I thought it was really cool because I mean I you know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while I've been on his bandwagon for a few years now and we had never followed each other on like social media or anything we'd never had a conversation before Until... yeah and then I I we caught each other's eye on the field before the derby. Aww. And he just like he walked over. It was super nice and everything. And it's like, I, I, I you never really know how many people are actually paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like you, I guess you you would if if you know that like you're you're following each other or something and they're seeing what you post. But um, like a guy like that, he knew right away. He was like, yeah, this motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're gonna Reds fans. We're gonna have Jesse Winker on the podcast. You're moving in with I feel Jesse like we've, Winker. We've probably indirectly or like loosely booked a number of pretty big names just from like the last 24 hours. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. And what's cool, like, and it happens every year, right? Like on a different level Mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh, they listen. Yeah. Oh, they listen. And now it's like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, uh, as I was getting kicked off the field, because I think they only gave us like an hour of access. You, for whatever fucking reason, got to stay on there for an extra hour. (laughs) Uh, so I actually, it was funny because I saw the, the the Shohei Otani interaction that Dallas had. I got to like watch that from the press box, like directly above it. I saw the whole thing unfold. And uh, as I was leaving the field, I saw these like three pretty big dudes wearing baseball jerseys. And I was like, what the fuck do they have like fans on the field? Like, what the fuck is it? Like, they're obviously not with media and they're not on the teams that they're the jerseys that they're wearing. And I was like. Oh, these are the first round picks. So Henry Davis, the one-one for the Pirates, big motherfucker. He's a big boy. He comes up and uh, he starts talking to me about the Red Sox first pick. He's like, mm-hmm. he's he's nervous to come up and, and meet you. Uh huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> See I what mean, you do to the youth. I mean, I we need to like that's something that we should be aiming to do every year is like getting some of these like fucking like first round picks on because. I mean, we may not follow each other or anything, but they're obviously aware of, like, Barstool and the podcast. People want to hear from these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they're, they're, like I think that this was I, – I forget who I was talking to. Maybe it was, like, Uncle Cliffy, who I love. He's great. An exponential amount. Uh, I was saying something to the effect of, you know, I feel like this is the most that baseball fans sort of paid attention to college baseball. And this was like one of the most anticipated drafts in a long time. And then we get to the first round. It's like, all right, cool. High school, high school, high school. It's like, uh-huh. you know, it's so some of these guys that get taken as like high school shortstops and catchers, a lot of people don't know what the fuck's going on with these. these well, players. they have no idea what's going on. And a lot of those kids will end up playing a different position, doing something different. 
Shit changes so quickly. Yeah, for sure. So quickly. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Harper, people forget. Catcher. <laughs> right, right. Cover of ESPN magazine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. In catcher's gear. Mizzen in Maine. It's the best damn dress shirt now for summer vacation and backyard vibes. Styling. Mizzen in Maine combines the comfort and flexibility of athletic wear with the fit and style of a tailored dress shirt. The secret sauce is the use of performance fabrics, making their dress shirts incredibly comfortable. You got a Mizzen in I actually, I sent you a box of Mizzen in Maine. You did. Well, my mom did. did. Your mom did. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out, Elle. Yeah. Summer's coming in hot. You don't want to be the guy who is drenched in sweat. It's 2021. Every item in your closet should keep you comfortable. And Mizzen and Maine does just that. It's all moisture wicking and quick dry, which means that you'll look great on vacation. Ooh. I don't remember the last time I've been on vacation. Like, these trips are basically vacation for me. Yeah. I'm living a vacation. Yeah. Mizzen and Maine just came out with new short sleeve shirts. Super lightweight, very easy to pack, and these things dry so fast you could wash them in the hotel Full disclosure, sink. I golf with them. Do you? Yep. You're a good golfer. I was talking about that recently. To uh, who? I don't remember, but I remember... <laughs> don't go pumping my tires because this, it makes it tough for me to win money on the golf course. <sighs> what were we talking about? Mm, we were talking about doing like a, like a starting nine scramble. Oh, yeah. Who wants some? Anybody. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it. Who? Oh, you know what it was? Huh. It was at Coley's wedding because he was talking a big game about being good at mini golf. Oh. And I was like... You know, my putt game's pretty Your putt game's nice. strong? Yeah. I mean, you know it is. I, I've seen it. Yeah. So is Whit Merrifield, who I saw yesterday. Yeah. Saw him Two-timer. Well. Two-time mm-hmm. All-Star. He was waiting until the literal last minute. Did not know. Once Jose Altuve was like, I'm not going to the All-Star game. Yeah. Then it was like, all right, well, who's next in line at second base? It's like, oh, well, statistically, that would be Whit Merrifield. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get the call? He did. Yeah. Saw him yesterday. Great dude. Good and Maine dress shirts are packed with performance. Four-way stretch for maximum comfort and flexibility. I need a good stretch on my T-shirt. Oh. You know what I mean? Off the sauce. Moisture wicking. I don't I'm not on the sauce. So moisture wicking so you don't have to sweat it. Wrinkle resistance so you don't have to look like a slob. Machine washable. Because why go to the dry cleaner? Lightweight and breathable means you wear the shirt. The shirt doesn't wear you. And it's easy to care for. You just wear, wash, dry, repeat. No fuss, no frills, no dry cleaning. Head on over to mizzenandmain.com. And use the promo code nine. That is N I N E nine for fifteen percent off your first order. Um, after we're done with this podcast, we're going to be going to the All Star Game. Yes. Uh, well, at least on the field because we have the watch party for the All Star Game. Yep. Um, what are you looking to see tonight? Besides Shohei, I I want to see guys like I want to see pitchers. He's hitting leadoff. I want to see pitchers tell the hitters what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. Okay. I want to see you guys just say, fuck it. Here's the fastball. I think I saw somewhere that nowhere, none of the active players in this all-star game have won uh, the all-star game MVP. So we, so we will see a new one. Hands. Yeah. We'll see a new one. Who do you think is going to win? All- Make a pick. Ooh. You can't I mean, say I, Shohei. I, don't, don't. I won't say Shohei. Don't say that. I feel like it's going to be, I mean, I feel like it's going to be somebody who hits like a, uh, the go-ahead homer. Who's that going to be? Give me a name. Why can't it be Matt Olson? Who's going to get into the ball game late and hit a three-run homer? Do you have anyone else to win the game for the American League? Why, <laughs> can't, why else? can't it be Matt Olson? Because it's probably not going to be. Do you have anyone else? You can't. You can't just go back to the Shohei Matt Olson <laughs> well for everything. 
There um, are other players in the league. How about Flo Bichette? Oh, okay. I don't like that pick. I mean, I don't hate that pick. How about Flo? Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe two doubles, a couple runs scored, mm-hmm. a bag, yeah. put the speed on display. I don't know. I'll tell you who the All-Star Game MVP is going to be. Is it going to be Jesse Winker? No. Who's it going to be? Well, if the American League is going to win the All-Star Game, that can't be Big Wink. Fair. The All-Star Game MVP in 2021. Xander Bogarts. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You You want to know why? You're I'll, kissing ass No, right I'm now. not. Nope. Yeah, nope. yeah. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you right now. I'll tell you right now why he's going to be the All-Star Game MVP. Because Yankee fans... The only thing that they've had to celebrate this year is just like shit like that. Corey Kluber throw a no hitter, two triple plays, All Star Game MVP. That's going to be like the we had a good year. Like that's what they celebrate this year is just like shit that does like, is exciting but, but doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. And is it fitting for you that it's Aaron Judge who could win the MVP and it not matter? <laughs> yeah, it's in a year where it just doesn't matter. That's tough. Yeah, it is tough. That would be tough. Yeah, that's my pick. <laughs> you're 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 evil. Well, no, I just I can I can smell I can smell storylines before they happen. You're evil. Yeah. I would I I <laughs> Oh god, I would love for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like I think it would be better if Aaron Judge won the All-Star Game MVP in a year that it gave the Red Sox home field advantage in the World Series. That would be funny. <laughs> uh, but that unfortunately is not a rule. Not going to happen. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So Bichette versus Judge. Mm-hmm. Is there someone that you're excited to see? Like a, a matchup, like a dream matchup? Ooh. Well, see, that's tough because I don't know what the, you know, what the, like a, a reliever well, squaring off. Just throw it out there. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be something that you think is going to happen, but if it could happen. Well, like, what's the lineup look like? We don't, we don't know what the lineup looks like yet, do we? I know that Shohei is hitting leadoff. I don't know. Um, I don't know if there are other the actual lineups are out yet. Because I mean, a Max Scherzer, like Max Scherzer, just trying to blow fastballs by everybody early. Yeah. That'd be great. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I need matchups. Okay, so um, you've got Otani leading off, Vladdy second, Bogarts hitting third, Judge hitting fourth, Devers hitting fifth. I mean, this is we're the best. Um, Simeon for the Oakland A's, the green and gold. He'll be hitting sixth. Uh, Salvi Perez. And then I, I think that's Teoscar Hernandez, Cedric Mullins, and then Shohei Otani's pitching. And then for the National League, you I have... I want Cedric Mullins to hit an inside-the-park home run. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Max Muncie, Nolan Arenado, Freddie Freeman, Nick Castellanos, Jesse Winker, JT Real Muto, um... Then it goes Reynolds, Frazier, Scherzer. Yeah, give me a said Mully inside the park, Homer. That'd be nice. I think Teoscar Hernandez has a tank. He's got juice. All he does is hit absolute mammos. I, I would be here, very much here, for a Vladdy dead central bomb into the into the foliage. Ooh. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I would love Vladdy to be like, hey, remember me? Like, I too. lead the league in pretty much everything except for homers. No one wants to talk about me. It's Otani time, that's why. <laughs> it is it is Otani time, but I mean it should be it should be uh should be Vladdy Kicks. kicks. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you, uh, you big body armor guy? Huge body armor guy. What's your guy. flavor? Fruit punch. Really? Yeah. Do you refrigerate it? I do refrigerate mm. it. You know that. Yeah, but you're going, you're doing it all wrong. No. You're, you, you like to put your, your mango. Mm-hmm. It's orange mango. Orange mango in a, in a cellar. So it's just, it's in a cabinet. It's room temperature, but it's really not. Like, it tastes chilled almost. That makes no sense. I know, but it does. If, you, if, I, if I get you one, would, will you try it? I would try it. Okay. A room temp. Room temp body armor. Today's athletes deserve more than just your grandfather's tired old salty sports drinks. True. Which is full of artificial dyes. Enter body armor made with potassium-packed electrolytes. A lot of big words that I'm nailing so far. Uh, antioxidants and B vitamins plus no artificial sweeteners, Ooh. flavors, or dyes. Body Armor uh, Sports Drink provides hardworking hydration and more, plus it tastes great. You know that I'm an orange mango guy. I'm never going to go back on that. I'm probably not even going to try another flavor. It really doesn't. Oh, what a branch up. Yeah. Body Armor helps today's athletes stay on top of their game. Body Armor available for purchase in store and on Amazon now. Uh, the draft. We just talked about uh, the Pirates going first. Jack Leiter going second. That was a... That was a yeah, I thought I was gonna thought I was gonna be on a plane ride somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it saves me money watching old Jack. You're heartbroken about it? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not upset with the Red Sox pick. Like they ended up getting Marcelo Meyer. Mm-hmm. The A is silent. It's spelled Mayer, but it's pronounced Meyer. Meyer, got it. Uh, best best prospect in the draft. So I think Fangraphs already updated their their top prospects in baseball and he's like 39th and like lighter was like 40th so they got the best player in the draft so i'm not i don't think you would be saying that should jack lighter have made his way to the red Sox. I no i'd like still be very happy about it. i mean like it's you're talking about 1a and 1b they're both ones can we talk about kumar rocker falling to 10. to 10 why i've heard speculation Ooh, what, what, what's the speculation? A couple ticks off the heater. Ooh. Whether or not they feel like he's going to be able to stay healthy. Those Ooh. aren't my words. That's just some of the thought that I have seen circling when talking about why a guy like Kamar Rocker drops to 10 after what we've seen. After being the projected 1-1 for like a full calendar year. Yeah, just pure domination. So, interesting. That is something that I will, I think, watch moving forward. Just his to health. See, yes, his health. Uh, what I did love to see, which I didn't really see from a lot of other uh, teams, and it's not it's not like a bad thing, but like Strowman, Taiwan Walker, guys were reaching out to the picks. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To their draft picks, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, shout out, much love, welcome aboard, blah, 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 blah. So mm. I think that's cool, and yeah. that's another step that – Big leaguers, I think, should continue to make in bringing the younger guys along. Yeah, and to make the draft relevant. Well, it helps. Yeah. It helps big time because now you've got these guys who are tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Their fans are watching, following, tuning in, checking yeah. out these guys that have just gotten drafted. Now maybe those guys are getting some followers that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten. For sure. And getting eyeballs that they wouldn't have gotten. So I, as much as I talk about... The minor leagues being a doggy dog world and a proving ground and hey, fucking get better or or get worse and go home and figure something out. Like I, I I do think that there's something to being able to bring guys along and helping them get into their 
professional skin, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's cool. And what did you think about the draft being on the same weekend as the All Star game? I like, I like it. I mean, I think when they were talking about last year wanting to do like a uh, an overlap with the College World Series and all that, I think that's cool too. And I think it brings eyes to college baseball, which is great. But if you're going to make the Major League Baseball draft something that baseball fans stop and care about, I think it's better to have it on on the same stretch of days as the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. Yeah, um, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I don't know that the Major League Baseball draft will ever be or could ever be like a standalone event. No. Not surrounded by other things. Yeah. Because you just don't It's like have... Christmas Eve. Like, you, Christmas is the big day, but, like, yeah, you have Christmas Eve, too. And I think it's, like, the Futures game, it's the MLB draft, it's the Home Run Derby, and then it's the All-Star game. I well, think it's you have, like, all the stuff leading up to it to get you excited for all of it. Well, and, it, and it's just because the players. Like, you don't have the attention, or not, not attention, you don't have the information, and the players aren't as highlighted and aren't as known mm-hmm. nationally on a level where baseball fans are, like, we know the top 10 picks. These are going to be the top 10, like a random high schooler that you haven't heard of could very well get their name called. And that blows up like a draft board or what, you know what I mean? You're like, what the, I didn't see that. Well, no shit. Nobody did. Yeah. And that's why straight up, because those guys go from cream of the crop to bottom of the barrel. Once they become pros, you got to wait for them to resurface and reemerge. What'd the A's take? Uh, Third baseman. I believe. Yeah. You see the Angels, they've made 17 picks and all of them are 17 pitchers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think they get it? I mean. I feel like. You play to your strengths. Like the no. Red Sox are drafting nothing but position players. It's like, hey, we haven't drafted, we haven't developed a pitcher since fucking John Lester. Clay Buckles. Roger Clemens. Like that's that's the gap. Like we're now, now we're in like the early 80s. Yeah. We, Th- three developed pitchers ago. Yeah. You have absolutely got to acknowledge the shortcoming. And 17 rounds worth of pitchers, Yeah, I feel like, is is acknowledging that. Sure. Yeah, the Angels... Uh, like, I like, don't know what else you could do to show your fan base or to just show everybody who's watching yeah. who's ever thought, like, you know, I wonder what the Angels could do to make life for them a little easier. Yeah. The Angels are like, say no more. Yeah. 17 rounds, 17 fucking pitchers. How's that do it? This is uh, this reminds me of one of my buddies from home, complete idiot, one of the dumbest kids I've ever met in my life. Sold his car for twenty five hundred dollars, and then took that money and bought twenty five hundred dollars worth of scratch lottery tickets. tickets. Sure, scratch tickets, not lottery oh. tickets. So he he and he basically just like made his money back. <laughs> like he was trying to get like the big one. Sure, and I feel like you know hit a monster. You, you just you get a bunch of. Scratch offs, and hopefully you hit with a couple. I, I don't hate the logic by the Angels here. No, it, it, it's They're like we just need one or two. If we just draft forty, then like we might hit on a couple. Odds are, yeah. Odds are, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> you probably have to get into you know the scouting grades and mm. things of that nature. But just on paper, if you feel like you draft nothing but pitchers, yep, the entire draft. Mm-hmm. Your odds of landing a pitcher who works out are strong. Yeah. Um, final thoughts before we get out of here. I saw 
I saw Rob Manfred was speaking today. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that came out was that, quote, I don't think seven-inning doubleheaders are going to be a part of our future going forward. Love it. I thought you liked them. No, I mean, like, from what I'm understanding, like, that's based on, like, a scheduled type of thing, right? Like, like when we're doing that, like, if we're making up a game. Yeah, so the one hokey thing that I hope does stay, I kind of like the runner on second next year. So I kind of do like that. So I, I, I will. I have long defended the game that you build. Nine innings, you've built this, and for it to all then be kind of thrown away by just putting a runner on second. In I mean, the most it's, crucial it's, it's part, it's the Grammys playoff music. It's like, all right, wrap it up. Well, and that's 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 kind of what it is. So, <clears throat> I mean, we still went into the twelfth against each other with mm-hmm. the runner. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're if the teams are good enough, you know, you still you're still going to ball out for. A few well, it years. happens. Yeah, team will score. Team will score. Team will score. Team or they won't, and they won't, and they won't. And, but I've as a broadcaster, you know, the end is in sight. Mm-hmm. You know, the end is in sight. Without that runner on second base, knowing what these guys on the field are trying to do, what happens is you got nine guys in that lineup that hit every one of those dudes. 18 guys are going up there now trying to hit 98 mile an hour fastballs plus 90 mile an hour sliders plus out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Guys one through nine. Yep. And that's just that's just not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And when you got both teams trying to do it, that fucking game can drag. <laughs> Yeah. It is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, that's all I got. Yeah, we're going to head to the All-Star game right now. Red carpet, yeah. baby. Recruit some more guests for the podcast. That's it. Yeah. I'm into it. No sleeves. Zero sleeves. All right. See you uh, in a few days. Yeah. Okay. We out!